Hi friends, happy 2023. We are so thankful that you are starting your year with us. If you listened to episode 32, you heard my co-host Beth, Catherine, and Steve celebrate the 20 year anniversary of Key Ministry. I really enjoyed that episode. I learned a lot. So if you missed it during the busyness of the holidays, take time to catch up. It was fun to celebrate what God has done through Key in the past. Now, in today's episode, I want to focus on our future. What will 2023 look like for you and your ministry? There are lots of goals and resolutions we can set, but I think the first step is to think about the goal of our goals. We're going to do that in this episode, and then I'll share four ideas to help you reach what I think is the ultimate goal of our ministries. So let's jump in. First, uh, let's talk through what the goal of setting goals is. I love goal setting. I This is one of my favorite times of the year. I always start a new year with such optimism. Um, but it does help me to kind of pause and think about what is the ultimate goal of all of this goal setting. We can get very deep and ask what our purpose is in all areas of life. Uh, Rick Warren wrote the very popular book, Purpose Driven Life. And in it, he said, you were born by his purpose and for his purpose. And the Westminster Catechism says, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. (laughs) So those are kind of big picture purposes for our lives, the goal of our goals. This mission is for every day of your life, no matter what season or situation you're in. In fact, glorifying him, um, and living out his purpose doesn't even stop with your death. It You do it for an eternity. Uh, when you complete your ministry on earth, you continue this mission in heaven. So if the purpose is to glorify God and enjoy him, how do we do that? Well, Jesus tells us in Matthew 22, 37 through 39, he says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So you glorify God by doing what he calls you to do, loving him and loving others. Here's how I think about that being the goal of all my goals. At the end of the year, how will I love him more and show others his love? How will I have known him better and found hope and comfort in his love for myself? And how have I encouraged others to know and experience his love? That motivation, or the goal of the goals, influences the personal and ministry goals that I set. At the end of 2023, because of my ministry through my church, how will people know and love God more deeply than they do today? And how is God calling me to encourage and facilitate that growth in the families that he has brought into our ministry? You may want to pause and really think about that for a minute. You may want to pray. um, Because before I share my ideas, I I want us to ask God for wisdom because this isn't a guessing game. God isn't like withholding this this secret information. We have to guess and guess and guess. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I am not creating a new path. I'm following the one God prepared beforehand. I'm just taking the next step. 
So ask God to use the ideas I'm going to share in your own time of reflection and goal setting as ways to show you the path this year. Okay, so let's talk through four ideas and a bonus idea that that may uh, go on your goal list or at least spark some discussion and reflection. So number one, uh, respite. For special needs families, I think one of the best things a church can do is offer some respite time. Jenny Mooney from 99 Balloons, I was on a call with her a couple of weeks ago, and she, 99 Balloons, uh, focuses on respite and friendship. And um, if you're looking for how to do respite, I'll put the link in the show notes so you can click on and get to know them and their ministry. But she said something about respite that I think will resonate with you as much as it did with me. She said on Sunday mornings, we fit our kids with disabilities into a mold that wasn't created for them, right? Even as hard as we try to make it fit, uh, Sunday morning is just not designed with our kids in mind. But on respite nights, the environment and the activities are designed for them. At our church, they kind of come in and they have their run of the place when we have respite nights. Um, Our church offers four respite nights a year. It doesn't even have to be a huge endeavor. You can start by just offering them to the families in your church. You don't have to open it up to the whole community if this is new to you. But these respite nights have a huge impact on the whole family. And so I would encourage you to consider starting a respite night this year. Uh, The second idea is similar. Uh, It's outreaches. So ministry is about caring for the families God has already brought to our churches, but it's also about reaching new families. It's about discipleship and it's about evangelism. So this year may be a great time to get into the community and reach families who haven't walked through your doors before. They need to know that you care about them before they're going to start showing up. At Key Ministry, we have multiple posts about outreach ideas. I'll link to them in the show notes. You can find those at keyministry.org slash the podcast. But let me quickly mention one of my favorites, and that is a sensory-friendly movie. We have a locally owned uh, movie theater in town that has let us do sensory-friendly movies on Saturday mornings when they aren't open to the public yet. We advertise through social media and the school district, and it is always a big hit. So if you have something similar in your community, like a local theater or even a theater chain that maybe rents out theaters for birthday parties or something like that, they will rent one to you uh, for a sensory friendly movie. And that just means for us, it means that we turn the sound of the movie down, we turn the lights up, and we let the crowd know that it is a sensory friendly movie and that they can uh, let their kids (laughs) be themselves because everybody understands. Number three, I think this is a big one. Uh, It is plan now for an inclusive VBS. January actually isn't too early to start planning for VBS, as many of you know. Uh, For lots of churches, it's the biggest event that they do for children, especially children from the community. So I will put a link in the show notes with an article that I wrote last year about steps to take to better serve kids with disabilities at VBS. If you start planning now, it will make it even smoother when the time comes. The first thing, if you do nothing else, here's what I want you to do. (laughs) When you put the registration form up, 
Make sure that you have a question that asks if the children they are signing up have any allergies, medical conditions, special needs, learning disabilities, or behavioral diagnosis. Now, one of the reasons that we group them that way with allergies along with all of that other list is that it makes it a little less intimidating to say yes to any of those. So a parent might say, yeah, my kid has a latex allergy. Oh, and by the way, she also has ADHD. (laughs) And she might not have said that if we just said, does your child have any disabilities? So if we list those separately and we list them in a way that's not threatening, parents are more likely to say yes, because one of their biggest fears is they'll put something in that box and we will say your child can't come because they have this diagnosis. And so having that box on the registration form, making it easy for them to share that information with you and then following up to ask more questions about how you can support that child will be a huge help as you plan for VBS this year. Number four, create family care plans. Now, I know we are all super optimistic when a new year begins, but reality is some of our families will experience emergency situations this year, or they may experience even kind of normal for them, but still really serious situations, and they will need help from their church family. A family care plan is an info sheet kept by the staff to know the family who needs care and organize how to meet their needs. And so it asks questions like the age of the kids, the schools that they go to, um, the allergies that anybody may have, anything that the church would need to know as they're organizing help for that family so they don't have to keep calling the family to ask these questions and add more stress to a situation that would already be stressful. So again, I'm going to share a link in the show notes that has a sheet that tells you how to create a family care plan. Um, There's lots of links in the episode today. So let me remind you again where to find them. Keyministry.org slash the podcast. Okay, and I have a bonus number five because you're going to hear a lot about this between now and April, but it's because we really believe Um, in the power of getting together at the conference that we're going to host this year, Disability and the Church, formerly called Inclusion Fusion Live. Um, The people you meet, the sessions you attend, the ministries you will be connected with will change your ministry. I have attended for years, and every single time I have put into practice the things that I have learned there. So start planning now to join us in April um, outside of Cleveland. It it will really, it could be the best decision that you make for yourself and your ministry this year. So again, let me just end (laughs) with some encouragement. I know that you are busy and I know it feels hard to add one more thing to all that you do, especially something new. But let's look again at Ephesians 2.10. Remember it says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk on them. God has already prepared everything that will come in 2023 and beyond. He has laid out the steps that we will take. We don't even have to worry about success or failure. We just walk in what he has already ordained. Our call, this is important, our call is to faithfulness, not to success. God does not judge success the same way we do, which is why 
All we have to do is be faithful. At the end of the year, I will ask myself, was I faithful to what God called me to do, to living out my purpose through the opportunities he gave me? I will not ask myself about success or failure because, friends, I have had (laughs) what many people would consider some ministry failures that have still borne fruit because because of God. God works through um, our meager offering. He works through the widow's might. He works through what we see as an event that we planned so much for and only two families came. But he sees two families being blessed. And he had a plan for those two families showing up there. And so don't get too caught up in the idea of success or failure. Just focus on faithfulness. I hope this episode helps you think of one goal that you can set this year that will help yourself and others grow in Christ-likeness. Are you already a member of our SNAD group on Facebook? It's Special Needs and Disability Ministry Leaders. Um, If not, go ahead and join today. The link will be in the show notes, or you can go to Facebook and search for Special Needs and Disabilities Ministry Leaders Forum, because Uh, If you're listening to this the day it comes out tomorrow on Friday, January 6th, I'll put a post up in that group asking for goals people have set and we can encourage each other and maybe even get some new ideas for our ministries. So thank you for listening. Please know that our team is here for you to support you in 2023 and we are praying for all God is going to do through your work.